Hello, catfish people. Welcome to the Peter Melhorn Fishing Podcast. Hello, catfish people. Welcome to the uh, podcast. Hope everybody is having a wonderful day, whatever day it is, wherever you happen to be. I'm Dieter Melhorn. Uh, I named the podcast after me, and I hope you're having a good day. Um, the uh, fishing, let's go over a little fishing report real quick. Uh, this is uh, September. Has been a struggle this year. Uh, it's been feast or famine. Now, if you follow me on Facebook and YouTube and Instagram, you're going, Dieter, you're lying. Uh, you're bragging. You're subtly bragging because you're catching big fish and saying you're not doing good. Well, the, the truth of the matter is um, there are good days with some really good fish. And, I, and don't get me wrong, I had a tremendous August, a lot of 30-plus pound fish. However, the overall bite has not been good. And I always say that I kind of rank my fishing and catching as a guide would rank it. Um, because, yeah, sure, people love to go out and catch a big fish, but most people who would hire a fishing guide want to catch fish, period. Uh, they're not trophy hunters. They may say they want to you know, catch trophy fish, but they're not willing to put in the time to catch trophy fish. So, consequently, you need to be able to catch fish, bend rods, and pierce lips is what it comes down to. And... We have not had good guide fishing conditions. At least I hadn't where I've been fishing. I've heard this from a lot of other people too. So uh, I'm not sure what exactly is up. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just my style of fishing is, is different or something. I don't know. But uh, it's been kind of tough. But there been some. There, I've had some good fish caught in August. After the spawn, things got stabilized. Uh, I have stumbled into some really big flatheads and some good blues. And... Pretty dang happy about that. The flathead bite is going to continue to get better and better now that it's September, all the way up until it gets really cold in October. So any of you guys are out chasing flatheads, uh, you know, in about another two, three weeks, if you can find one, you can find ten. That's kind of been my little uh, rule of thumb in uh, October. It's one of those things. Those things almost like school up, congregate. And, uh, yeah, if you can find one, you can find 10. We're getting up on that time period. They're still kind of scattered all over the place now. Uh, I know myself and some other people have kind of got on them, I guess you could say. And uh, they would be a couple of good days of it, and poof, they were gone. So uh, I think there's a lot going on with the bait. We have had, at least in the southeast, a tremendous shad hatch and a tremendous uh, amount of very small uh, as as long as the last knuckle of your pinky shad, and they're by, out there by the gazillions, and uh, there's just been a ton of them. There's a lot of the medium-sized fish feeding on those things, the crappie, the perch, uh, skipjack, uh, whatever eats little bitty fish is feeding on them, and uh, I think some of these bigger predator fish are following those schools to feed on those medium-sized fish, so I think that's why stuff's moving. I think that's why stuff's congregating up in certain areas. And that's there for a while and then it's gone. So uh, overall, fish can be caught. Uh, I'm seeing them on Facebook. That's the best fishing report around is uh, scanning some of the uh, catfishing communities out there and fishing communities to see what's going on. Uh, it's not on fire. It's not great, great fishing, but some fish are being caught. And uh, some of it almost seems like time of day bites. Uh, I've noticed that on my overnight fishing that... Uh, 
have what I call a time of day bite to where there's a certain time period, about a 90-minute window, almost like it is with the uh, tidal conditions down at the coast where puff fishing is on. It's good. It's great. You're catching them. All of a sudden, you're catching different species. And then it's over. And uh, not really sure what's up with that. Uh, it may be the lunar phase. It may be that our waters are very, very stable. Uh, we have not had a lot of rain. We have not had a drought. Uh, it's just been kind of steady, normal. Uh, you know, we've got some hot water, things are starting to cool, but I think things may have just been in that summer hot water cycle, stable water, and uh, I think that's may have been what led to it. Who knows? All you can do is get out there and fish. That's what I say. Uh, I'm not staying home just because it's bad. Uh, there's be a streak this winter where the fishing won't be good. I'll be out there fishing anyway, and that's what I do. But uh, with this time of the year, we're getting into a lot of tournaments going on, especially here in the southeast. We have a series that runs the Southeastern Catfish Club. Uh, it runs a tournament series that starts uh, this month and runs all the way through May. It's, in my opinion, the premier catfish tournament series in the country. I don't think anybody does a monthly series any better, period, than this club. <laughs> so uh, you thought your radio died there for a second. Uh, they do a phenomenal job. Uh, I'm actually going to do a podcast with them soon if we can ever get a schedule synced up. But uh, their starts, and um, the reason I bring that up is because as we get into this tournament season, I see a lot more questions and comments and stuff online about live whales. And uh, if you subscribe to my fishing channel on YouTube, Dieter Melhorn Fishing, uh, you'll see that I've done several videos on live wells and uh, how they work, how they function, uh, you know. And uh, one of the big questions is uh, about oxygen and adding oxygen and recirculation. And I'm going to go through some of the things that I do and I've done for years, uh, especially when I tournament fished more. And this was stuff I did in all temperature ranges. Uh, this was 12 months a year. Did it in anything from 90-degree water to 45-degree water. Never lost a fish. Never killed a fish. And let's go over some of those things. You can watch the videos. The videos explain it very well, pretty much succinct and to the point. But I'm going to kind of go through what I do on my boat. Now, on my boat, I have a portable live well. Uh, I do not have a live well built into my boat. Um, for me... Uh, I think it's a waste of space, I mean, just plain and simple. I don't want to have a big space on that boat that is constantly used to uh, as a live well. I, it doesn't serve me any purpose. I would rather have something that is portable. I could take in and out, use it when I need it. What I use, like most people, is a toolbox. This is one that I got from Tractor Supply, I believe. It's a plastic toolbox. Um, very well made, very sturdy. You can stand on it. Uh, it's, uh, I think, about 45 gallons full. I don't run it all the way full. Uh, what happens is on mine, I have, a, I have a live well pump. I've got a small 20-gallon live well built in at the back of my boat, 18-gallon, uh, 15 gallons, whatever it is. It's small. And <clears throat> it's got a pump that pumps in fresh water to that live well. What I did was I put a T on that hose going to the live well. And on that hose, on that T, I put a shutoff valve. Um, this is very well defined and shown in the video for you people who are not mechanically inclined. A lot of you will get this though. Off that T, that shutoff valve, I can attach a standard uh, garden hose that I run up to the live well. That enables me to flip a switch, 
turn that valve open and pump fresh water into that portable tournament live well. At the other end of the box live well from where the water flows in is a valve or a uh, opening, uh, a valve, a connector that water gets up to and then it flows out this hose. Now my boat, I have four drains in the boat. I'm able to run a piece of hose from that connection back to a forward drain and out the side of the boat. Uh, my previous boat that I had, uh, I had actually put a through hole connector so I could drill the hole through the side of the hole, ran it out the side of the boat into the water. Uh, able to put a um, regular uh, drain plug in there like you would uh, have in your boat and keep the whole plug when I'm not using it. What this does is it circulates fresh water through the tank continuously. The same water that the fish swim in. There is nothing better than fresh water from the lake you're fishing for keeping fish alive. I do not add any oxygen to it. I do not add any ice to it. It is the same temperature as the water that comes out of the lake. My reason for doing that is if I can catch the fish in it and they can swim in it, they can live in it. Uh, a lot of people try to cool it. I think that's a bad idea. Uh, a lot of people try to oxygenate it. I think that's a bad idea. There's a place for it. There's a time and a place for oxygen, and I'll get to that in a second. But what happens with fish is when you put them into a tank, they're basically for lack of a better word, traumatized. All of a sudden, they go from swimming out there, eating, feeding usually, uh, if you caught them, they're put into a tank. And one of the first things they do is expel their guts. Uh, it's just they either take a big dump in your tank or they spit up what's ever in their stomach. Uh, ask tournament fishermen some of the stuff they found in there. They found gizzard shad, mussel shells, all kinds of stuff. Along with those stomach contents come a whole lot of other chemicals that are in their stomach. All that is dumped back into the tank. It is a futile effort to try to pump oxygen and try to oxygenate that water with all those chemicals mixed into it. Not to mention all the spent oxygen or all the spent water, deoxygenated water coming off your gills. You've got to get all that stuff out. That is the reason for constantly flowing water. Now, there is a time and a place where oxygen comes in handy. If you're making a run up the lake or waiting in line, especially waiting in line for a weigh-in, that type thing, put some oxygen to them then. It ain't going to hurt. Uh, it'll help. Uh, especially if you've been running fresh water through there and you're starting with fresh water, that'll help. That'll keep them stable. If nothing else, the noise itself seems to calm the fish down. Uh, one thing to have when you're running is a high water, high speed water pickup. Uh, a couple of different people make these things. They basically are like a little cup that goes over your water intake and it enable, it kind of scoops up water as the boat's running down the lake. Uh, some of these tournaments where you're making really, really long runs, uh, this is a great way to, you know, get water into your boat if you're making one of those 30, 45 minute runs. Um, these things are great. This is my opinion, the best way to go for keeping fresh water on your fish. Uh, you know, now once you get to a weigh-in line, once you're trailering some of the tournaments that you can trailer, 
having some oxygen does not hurt. What I do is I don't do the oxygen bottle thing. I think that's, uh, one, I think it's dangerous. Two, I think it's a waste of money. And uh, there's a much easier way to do it, and that's with one of the Venturi pumps. Basically what that is is a bilge-type pump that circulates the water through your tank, and it's got a little hose that runs out, and it sucks in air as the water is circulated. It's basically the same effect that would happen if you, if your boat had a bunch of water in it and you pulled the plug and you took off running. The water would get sucked out of it. That's what a Venturi does, V-E-N-T-U-R-I. And it basically sucks in that air as that water is rushing by. This creates a bunch of tiny little bubbles and it will oxygenate your water absolutely fine while you're trailering or waiting in line. You can get these things. There's a guy down in South Carolina that sells on Danco, I believe, D-A-N-C-O, Venturis. Look it up. Uh, I'll probably do a video on it and talk about it at some point. But you can get these things, very affordable, 40, 50 bucks. Put it in your live well, and you are set to go. Oxygenating the water, keeping your fish happy as they can be. So I'm not a big fan of putting ice in live wells. I think that's more stress put on the fish. Um, for the most part, late summer, depending on where you're fishing at, especially if you're fishing in a river, there's not that drastic of a water temperature change from the top to the bottom. Uh, plain and simple. Anytime you have uh, churning water, moving water, it's not going to be that much of a temperature change. Um, that's probably more prevalent earlier in the summer, but later on in the year, once things get churned up, water temperatures start to stabilize top to bottom and your uh, uh, thermocline's gone. Uh, there's not that big of a, a temperature change. Here's the deal with water, guys, and don't ever forget this. The first thing a fish cares about in the water that it needs more than anything else is oxygen. If it has oxygen, the next two things do not, if it does not have oxygen, the next two things don't matter. Oxygen is number one. Number two, they want something to eat. They need some food. They got to have food. That's the other thing they're looking for. The last thing is comfort. Once they've got oxygen and food, they're looking for some water that is comfortable for them. Now, here's the deal. Water's 90 degrees, catfish living it all day long, gar living it all day long. They may not like it, it may not be optimal for it, but it's not going to kill them. They can live in it. They're going to be fine. Trying to make the water comfortable in a live well during a tournament is not going to help you. Some people make the argument that, oh, you can get more oxygen in the colder water. That's true. However... Surface water, the water on the surface holds more oxygen than any other part of the water in the water column. So, my point being, if you're taking them out of a lake, give them the water that they've been swimming in. Your fish will be just fine. All right, guys, that's my rant on live whales, tournament live whales and tanks. I'm sure we'll revisit this. I'm sure I'm going to get somebody in here that is going to want to talk about this in depth, and I think it'll be fun to talk about because it's a pretty cool topic. Uh, and some, you know, hopefully some good information. If you get what I'm, what I'm talking about, uh, fresh water, you cannot go wrong with constant water flow, plain and simple. Uh, that is the single biggest, most important thing you need to do. And if you got a way to give them water while your boat's moving, all the better. Fish are going to be even happier. So that's it for now, guys. I'm going to jump off of here. Hope you have a great day, and we'll catch you on the water.